Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, Commanders fans? Welcome into another episode of Believe in Commanders. Triple A, Anthony Armstrong, and Brian Murphy here. We hope that you had a great Christmas. And the world of football ticks on, even though the holidays are still in full swing. The new year coming up around the corner. And, of course, there's quarterback news in the nation's capital. When is there never not? So we're going to break it all down. But first, let's check in with our guy, AAA, Anthony Armstrong. How was Christmas, my man? I hope you had a a great time with the family and uh, are enjoying this kind of dead week before the new year. Christmas was great. Christmas was great. Low key. Um, I, I like to have my holidays just kind of chill. I think like everything else uh, in life is so fast and always changing. And then to be able to have a, a time to sit down and enjoy the fam is always good. So uh, that's how I like to spend my holidays. Uh, so Christmas was good. Uh, what about yourself? Yeah, same for me. And yeah, we didn't travel a whole lot, just kind of stayed local between family and, and and friends and that sort of thing. So yeah, very, very good. Uh, couldn't ask for a better way to spend Christmas. Kids are spoiled. Parents are uh, happy. So everything's good. So uh, yeah. And of course, the, the commanders rolled on. They played on Christmas Eve, almost got the job done against the Jets. Greg Zerline made sure that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But part of the reason that they were able to come back and almost steal that victory from the Jets was Jacoby Brissett. And Jacoby Brissett is the main topic now as he was announced as the starting quarterback. We're recording this on Wednesday. Ron Rivera names him the starting quarterback for the game against the 49ers on New Year's Eve. And of course, Twitter has a bunch of thoughts. I'm sure Anthony and I have a bunch of thoughts, but that is the case as Sam Howell has not been very good for the better part of a month. I think, you know, there's no there's no criticism there. It's just been a fact that he has not been yeah. the same guy that we saw maybe halfway through the year. And uh, Jacoby Brissett has looked pretty good in two games and uh, not even just mop up duty, but to kind of get them back into those games. And now he's getting the chance to start here in week seven. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. I, I don't know if I feel like there was at some point people were saying there had to be um, some sort of high odds that Jacoby Brissett would be seen this season. Um, and, you know, I think that Sam had a hell of a effort, valiant effort all throughout the year. But uh, Jacoby Brissett getting to start this game, I mean, I think it's it's – Probably for the better idea. It's, it's probably a good idea, especially when you think about the defense you're going up against, right? So um, to see this happen, I mean, right now going into this game, the commanders are a 13-and-a-half point underdog. Right, on Bet home. Online, our, our awesome sponsors that I forgot uh-huh. to mention. So yes, uh, go check them out. Use our code BLEAV for 50% welcome bonus. Thanks for uh, let me get that in there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they got all the contests that you want, but uh, live betting and, and bowl games, same game parlays are all out throughout, throughout there. So uh, with the way things are going, um, there may be some odds that you're trying to get in that, in that particular game, but Jacoby Brissett is going to get the start. And, you know, I, my first question to you, though, Brian, is it a good move or is it a bad move? What do you think? Uh, I think mm, I, I... – as a fan of the team who's going to be a fan of the team next year, whereas a lot of these coaches and players are not really worried about next year right now, I think it's a bad move. Um, I want to see what Sam Hell's got, good or bad. I think he's got the chance, or he had the chance, to go up against two of the better defenses this year in the San Francisco 49ers and the Cowboys. I, I know that might not have looked pretty, but I wanted to see what he does against them. I mean, he already played the Cowboys, but going up against Kyle Shanahan, 
um, going up against a mastermind like him. I, I really would have liked to see what Sam Howe does in that situation. It seems like he's played pretty well under pressure at times. Um, so, and, and I just, I thought this year was about the development of Sam Howe. Once you got to the point where it wasn't looking like the playoffs were realistic, um, that that's all I really wanted to see was how does Sam Howe look? Is he a viable option moving forward? I just don't know. And as, as good as he's looked um, these last couple of weeks, I don't know what Jacoby Brissett offers this team long term. I don't think he's under contract for next year. I'm not sure that the coaches that brought him in will be under contract for next year. And so I just I don't understand it completely. But I guess if you're coming from it from Ron Rivera, you want these last two weeks to look OK. And I get that Sam Howell's not played well, but I thought that was the point was to develop your young quarterback. Mute. And I understand that I'm on mute. First and foremost, but I understand what you're saying when you're saying that you want to see Sam develop. Frankly, look, we, we've seen a lot of tape, and over the past few weeks, you've seen a regression. Right? There gets to be sure. a point where, hey, let's get this guy out of the line of fire and, and put somebody else in. Because, number one, you mentioned going up against one of the better defenses in the league. The guy is going up against Fred Warner, probably the best you know middle linebacker in the game, definitely in the conversation at the top of the league multiple times, year in, year out. Uh, one of the best in the game. Defense is one of the best in the game. They were going to throw so many things at Sam Howell. I, I feel like it's smart to get the young guy out of the way because all you're going to do at that point is have him that much more confused and shell shocked. Right? Uh, he's already given up. Six, he's already been. He's already, he's been sacked sixty times this year. Okay, mm -hmm. and you got the 49ers that are going to be over there with a, a Chase Young who's trying to have a, a, a revenge game. You got Nick Bosa who's trying to gladly try to run up another five or six sacks if he could. Kyle Shanahan definitely wouldn't be mad at, at having a couple of, you know, get back points against Washington. And, and don't forget Leonard Hankerson is over there. So there's a lot of Washington that is making that trip uh, back to this D.C. area. And they would love to uh, put a thumping on Washington. So getting Sam out of the way of that. I think it's good, but yeah, yeah. Paper, I think, go ahead. I was going to say, I think that that was with the one thing as much as I've kind of tuned out Ron Rivera and I don't mean anything personal by that, but I think that he's kind of checked out. I think he knows what's coming on January 8th when the season is over, but I do agree with that. I think that giving him a rest is probably a good idea for a young quarterback. Cause you're right. Uh, as much as I want to see him go up against two good defenses, you could potentially hurt his confidence even more if he throws up, you know, another 56 yards on six completions like he did last yeah. week. So that, that is a good point. I just, I hope I do hope that if the game gets out of hand and no offense to Jacoby Brissett, but I don't think he's going to move the needle against the Niners. I don't think they have a realistic shot. I don't think he makes them, you know, a th I don't think he covers those 13 and a half points. Let's put it that way. Um, but if it gets out of hand, I hope that Sam Howell is able to get in the game late and still get some reps in. I think that there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that, um, you know, I don't know. It, it's just so confusing <laughs> with with a, with a coaching staff that's on its way out with nothing yeah. to play for. It's hard to tell what is the right move. You know, when I thought about it like this, you got to think if this if the front office sees this as a, you know, a decision on maybe they they like what they see in Sam Howe. Um, maybe they're saying, hey, protect our young asset, our young quarterback who mm -hmm. has shown some bright spots. Right. So look at this. Look at this scenario. Look at this scenario. Right. Who knows what's going to happen in the front office? But there could be some grumblings to say, hey, maybe you try to keep a Jacoby uh, Brissett and let him run the show um, because he's been more productive in the last couple yeah. of weeks. Sure, they've been eight wins between the two teams. Uh, no, I'm sorry, that not, not eight wins.
is between the two teams. That's what Washington had. They were on the four uh, win side. But uh, the the Rams, you know, going to the playoffs and the Jets um, having a good solid defense. Jacoby's are good, mm-hmm. and I think I think maybe you need to let Sam see a little bit more of of how the offense is instead of trying to learn on the go because it's been a pretty rough year. I mean, coming into this thing, it was a tough schedule. So maybe maybe there's something to say, hey, take him out. We want to make sure he's available and still mentally in it for the future for whatever this team wants to do. Um, and it could, it, it, could, it could have a kind of a trickle-down effect, if you will. Yeah, because I, I think the, the given here is that Sam Howell is going to be on this team next year. We don't know about Jacoby Brissett, so you're absolutely right. You yeah. do want to protect him moving forward because he's going to be, at the very least, I mean, your backup, right? I mean, depending on what the next coach wants to do, whether it's Jacoby Brissett, whether it's draft a guy, whatever, Sam Howell is going to be on, on, on this team. I mean, you're not just going to dump a guy after two years no. uh, on a rookie contract, that sort of thing. So so you're right. And maybe he does get the chance to see how this offense is supposed to work well. And and maybe, you know, on, on the flip side, maybe this is the team's way, as much as Ron Rivera and potentially Eric Bieniemy are not involved next year, but maybe this is Josh Harris's way to kind of evaluate what else he has on the offensive side of the ball. For so sure. long, it's been about Sam Howell and what can he do, but there are some some guys that you kind of probably want to see a little bit from these last couple of weeks. Is Curtis Samuel worth bringing back? I mean, he's had a good little stretch here. We know what Terry McLaurin can do, but is Logan Thomas uh, you know, worth keeping around? What, what do these offensive linemen look like? Are any of them pieces? Uh, Gibson coming up on a contract mm-hmm. here. So maybe this is a way to kind of evaluate everybody else while giving Sam a, a pause and, and kind of get yeah. ready for next year. You're you're spot on with it. Because, I mean, if you think about it like this, right? If you want to see what you have in this organization, I would say even from offensive coordinator and then down throughout, it's really tough whenever the most important position on the field is struggling. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because I've said it, you know, I think I've said it throughout the year, that this offense can go as high as Sam Howell's going to get get the offense to go. His, his ability to process and, and, and execute on the field is going to decide how far this thing is elevated. Obviously, you can tell that in those two, you know, um, I say mop-up duty, but the two times that Jacoby's uh, came in as a seventh-round reliever to close the game out, he he has basically, you know, improved this offense. He, he's doing things quicker. He's making decisions quicker. And I have a question for you. I want to ask you this. What? What does all this mean for Eric Bieniemy? Mm-hmm. Like, how how do you evaluate Eric Bieniemy? Because if I'm in the ownership group, I'm looking at it like this: I've seen Eb work with you know Sam Howell in the offense, and there's grumblings that he's too rough, and uh, and Sam's had flashes here and there. But the last two games, Jacoby Brissett makes this offense look like. Like yeah. fire. It looks like the Rams. Right? I saw somebody posted on Instagram. They, they said this looks like the, the greatest show on turf. It's like, what is the difference? Yeah. Right. So how do you evaluate Eric being me with that? Yeah. I mean, maybe this is Josh Harris's way of kind of, you know, on the surface, it, to me, it doesn't make sense to bring in Jacoby Brissett this late. But if. And I, I would think that Eric Bieniemy is going to be one of your first interviews for head coach, right? If if Ron Rivera is gone, and maybe this is his way of kind of showcasing what he has uh, to offer. Maybe he has been handicapped a little bit by Sam Howell, and maybe he kind of not begrudgingly, but like kind of maybe that wasn't his first plan. Maybe he, his plan was not to develop a young quarterback. Maybe he thought Jacoby Brissett was 
a guy that could run his offense a little bit better. Sam Howell's a little kind of forced on him. So yeah, maybe these last two weeks you you evaluate Eric Bieniemy if he puts up 35 points against a good a couple of good defenses, <laughs> then maybe you're like, okay, maybe Eric Bieniemy has something and maybe he can be your head coach moving forward. From the whole thing though, not just these last two weeks. I I, I don't know that Eric Bieniemy I don't know that he sticks around. I mean, it has not been very pretty. Uh, sure. There have been a lot of games where they've struggled to put up 20 points. There have been a lot of games when they just have been completely out of it, and the play calling has not looked very good. You've heard you know, defenders on opposing teams uh, comment on how easy it was to shut everything down. Sure. I, but you know, it was that Sam Howell, you, you know, there is a lot there. So maybe there is some, yeah. some evaluation here on Eric Bieniemy on these last couple of weeks, because you're right. Jacoby Brissett, whether it's in mop up duty or not, has made this offense look a little bit more seamless, a little faster, a little bit, uh, probably what Eric Bieniemy was looking for this entire season. So yeah. my, 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 my answer is, I don't know, but I, yeah. I think you can, regardless of, of whether it's a good or bad decision, I think you can get, gain some positives from it. I mean, I'm going to add this little caveat, this little extra spice. You're like, ooh, I don't know. What is it? Is that turmeric? When I look at the Kansas City Chiefs, I have to look and see how they've looked throughout the year, too, because Eric Bieniemy is one of the main missing pieces. Yeah. You go go back two years, they're like, oh, they're not going to do it without Tyreek Hill. Oh, we just go off and win a Super Bowl. Now EB leaves, and you see just a lot of missteps and small miscalculations that you hadn't seen from that team in previous seasons. So his attention to detail obviously didn't work very well with um, – it seemed like it was getting a little flustered in the offseason, but now Jacoby Brissett's were on the show, and things look looking a little bit better. So throw that caveat in there too because there's something about what he's doing um, that it, you can see that it elevates from one team who's won a Super Bowl to kind of now they're looking a little shaky. Um, mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> Travis throwing helmets over there and everything. I, I said, man, that's bad blood, man. Yeah. You got to shake no, it off. You're right. And I, I think that, you know, maybe a team with a – I've just seen a lot of the of Eric Bieniemy to the Bears. I mean, I feel like uh, teams would be happy to get Eric Bieniemy thinking if he has a quarterback that he likes. Yeah. Um, like we said, maybe Sam Howell was – maybe forced on him a little bit. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting point because, yeah, Kansas City has not looked the same. Washington, despite some of the dysfunction and some of the the it, bad games, this has probably still been one of their more productive offenses in, in years past. And so yeah. the common denominator in both of those is Eric Bieniemy. It, it, it's, it, there are a lot of interesting moving parts. Like, for example, I've seen Mike McDonald's, the, the Ravens defensive coordinator, his name thrown around as a head coach. If he comes to yeah. Washington, does he keep Eric Bieniemy around knowing he's basically got a head coach on the offensive side of the ball while he works on the defense? I mean, there are so many moving parts to this that we're, we're, we're going to yeah. slowly over the next couple of months start to know the answers to. Yeah, I mean, you talk about um, good old Chicago. I mean, they they're, have been on a, a bit of a run, I guess, if you go back to – uh, I mean, they're six and nine right now, and they've they've looked better, you know. Frankly, mm-hmm. I mean, they they dropped, they went to zero and four, then they beat Washington, and then they've kind of ping pong back and forth on the wins and losses. And then I'm sure people are saying that Ever Everflus is going to be out of there. But I mean, if they finish strong, two wins against uh, Atlanta and Green Bay, there'd be arguments to say that maybe you keep Eberflus. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, who knows? Like, there's so many different ways this this will go down, but. Um, how about this? How does this affect the offseason? 
Okay, yeah. now I'll pose this question to you. You're looking at top three pick. Okay, top three pick. Um, you've just benched what I've been saying. A lot of people have been saying you think he's a quarterback for of the future. He has his name in the conversation, et cetera, et cetera. He's just been benched. And then, you know, Jacoby's been looking pretty good. And he's going to be a free agent. So what do you do with this in the offseason? How does this affect it? I, I, I still think that um... – if 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 the odds were there on Bet Online, I would take the odds that Sam Howell is the the only returning quarterback in the quarterback room next year. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that at the end of the day, you're still going to have to decide if Sam Howell is your by your I mean the new coach. Yeah. He's going to have to decide whether or not Sam Howell is his guy. What if and, it's you? And, I want to know about yeah. you. Are you sitting no. at three and you've seen the way things are going? You drafted yeah. a quarterback at that three. I, I am drafted in quarterback at three if somehow Caleb Williams gets there. I, I don't know enough about Drake May, but Caleb Williams is the guy I would want. Otherwise, I'd want to go offensive tackle or Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, I'm not sure I would take a quarterback. I'm not sure. Is Jaden Daniels worth a top five pick? I mean, I know guys fly up the draft boards when we get closer, but right now I don't think I would take a quarterback. I think I would, would go... And I don't even know that I would go with Sam Howell. I think I might go no. with option C and bring in a veteran, whether it be Jacoby Brissett or somebody else that might be out there, yeah. and let them have a true quarterback competition. And, that and, and listen, up that tackle. Yeah, yeah, and bring in a couple of players that maybe can help those quarterbacks out, which they didn't do. They, 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 they. Ron Rivera turned the keys over to Sam Howell, and his first two picks were defensive backs. And it's like, so yeah, I get that, and I know that might be who was available at the time, but you didn't do a whole lot to surround this guy with a lot of talent other than what you already had in the building. So yeah, I I think I would let it a true quarterback competition uh, develop itself out, whether it's Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett, Sam Howell and a veteran, or if this, or if this new coach does like Drake may or whoever is available there at three between Sam Howell and, and and the rookie. I mean, what's wrong with having just a young quarterback room? I I think that there could be a potential there. So I I, no, I don't think I would take a quarterback right now. I think I'd go with Sam Howell and a veteran. Um, But I don't know. I, I think that I, I think it just depends on how you evaluate some of these quarterbacks that are going yeah. to be available in that those top five picks. Oh yeah, I'm with you. I I I'm I'm leaning to the veteran side. This is why I was saying uh, maybe you try to pay Jacoby a little bit more and say, hey, you you can be the starter. You know, even if it's a bridge starter role, I'm sure he'll, he'd accept knowing he'll be the starter, not the Deshaun you know Watson. You're going to be the starter until he returns type vibe. Like, hey, yeah. you have the season. And you'll get paid, you know, boost in pay, kind of how they did Gino. Maybe not like a big deal like that. I don't know. But maybe you throw him some money to say, let him be the starter. Because if he's going to get the most out of your offense, right, you've got Terry. You can, he can get Terry the ball. He's going to get Jahan involved. If everybody looks better, then it would make sense to say, okay, Sam, sit back and watch. Jacoby run the show. Draft one of those left tackles. Okay, and now you think you got this side of the field locked up. Right, yeah. be aggressive in the draft and add some more key pieces and let Jacoby run the show. And then, and then, yeah, next year, you know, you draft a quarterback later on and then continue drafting quarterbacks after that. But I don't want you to keep you already seen what it's like to have a young quarterback lead, lead this offense. Why yeah. do you want to do it again? Not to saying that the, these guys aren't good, and I know that Caleb Williams is a special player, but the only thing, the only thing I would push back there is that you've seen a young quarterback run 
Eric Bieniemy's offense. What does a young quarterback do in a new coach's offense? I know, I know yeah. that young quarterbacks do tend to struggle at time to time, but I'm, I'm, if they go the offensive, you know, offensive young coach route, that's going to yeah. be a different offense. Maybe a young quarterback could thrive a little bit better. Maybe you know, Eric Bieniemy's been working with Patrick Mahomes most of his career. We saw he. Maybe his offense isn't quite young quarterback friendly. Maybe a new yeah. coach is. So that where where I where I, I see where you're coming from with these specific guys, I think it's going to look totally different next year to where a young quarterback could potentially still have some success depending on who the guy is calling the plays. Yeah, it did. I mean, I had to go look up some some of the best uh, rookie quarterback seasons. And I mean, you're looking at a Dan Marino comes up here. Cam Newton had a hell of a season. They were six and 10 that year. Andrew Luck was 11 and five. And Indy uh, Robert Griffin, the third was nine and six in his 15 starts. Uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah. Dak Prescott. So it happens. Yeah. yeah, there's there. There are some, but most most of these guys are, you know, some of the most recent guys, 15 starts uh, for Justin Herbert, six and nine. So it almost feels like it's a crapshoot, right? It yeah. almost feels like it's yeah. a crapshoot. So for me, for me, it's it's that let's do what we got to do to make everybody else operate better now, right? And and then and then take that long play to find that quarterback. Like if it yeah. is, if, hey, just just continue chopping wood, drafting somebody. Um, but rather than trying to find the next hot thing that flash in the pan. You got a team that's built out, at least on offense, I think can operate better with a vet. So yeah. I say let, let the vet run. And, and, and we're, we're obviously trying to decide this with two weeks left before we know officially where the commanders draft from. We think it's going to be a top three pick. They yeah. could fall back, could be top four, top five. They could move up. It could be top one or top two. And then on top of that, we don't know who the coach is going to be. We're, we're assuming it's not going to be Ron Rivera. We're, we're probably like, you know, a uh, uh, a chip or two on on Eric Bieniemy, but most of our chips would probably be on a a, a guy outside the, the building. Field, so right? yeah, so I, I think that I think that once we know who's going to be in charge, I think that's when we kind of see, okay, maybe the plan will start to come together. And and it's only it's only December, you know, the the draft is still four four months away. Like things yeah. are definitely going to change once some of these new new faces kind of appear, and we know who's in charge. I mean, when you think about it, just Sit back and, and step out of yourself and look at this situation from 30,000 foot view. This is a complete rebuild from the from the studs. Mm -hmm. Tear down the walls, start all the way over. New coach, yeah. money to spend in free agency, draft picks, potentially new G. I mean, the whole front office could be all brand new and new ownership. That's been the biggest one that everybody's been waiting on. You got everything and you, and you got money to blow. This, this yeah. It could be exciting. Right, it's yeah. gonna be exciting. Some and, some very important decisions had to be made. And despite what this team has done in in previous rebuilds or previous retools, whatever you want to call them, despite what Ron Rivera said, there are examples of teams that have gone from top five pick to the playoffs. I mean, the the Texans. Yeah. I know it, it. It you know C.J. Stroud getting banged up might might cost them the playoffs, but I mean they they picked second and third, and they're they're competing for not just the playoffs. They're right there for their division. Yeah. Um. So they're they're just because it is a rebuild. I think fans get upset about that. They're like, okay, so we know twenty four is a waste. Twenty five, who knows? Maybe twenty six. We start competing. No, you could potentially still be competitive next year with the right people in place. We know the the NFC East turns over more than any division. I mean, maybe the Eagles 
hold on to the division, but it'd be the first repeat winners in almost 20 years. So yeah. you can still be competitive despite going through a rebuild. Just because you are tearing everything down doesn't mean that this time next year we're not talking about the commanders in the playoff. The big key, though, is that it's not everything on the field. It's everything else. It's yeah. everything else, and you can just add yeah. to, you know. So, uh, I mean, there's a chance, especially in that division, just like you say, there's a- anything can happen. I think, and when we're focusing a lot on the offensive side of the ball because of the quarterback, because of Eric Bieniemy, all that, there are still a lot of young defensive players that maybe Emmanuel Forbes has been in the wrong system. Maybe playing for Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera was the issue. Maybe he's a legit corner. Quan Martin, we've seen flashes. Uh, Derek Forrest hasn't played most. I mean, there are still pieces that I think, you know, who whoever the defensive coordinator is going to be is going to be a huge, you know, um, uh, domino in, in all of this as well. I think that they're going to come in and have fresh eyes for some talented players. And so I think there is still some excitement, despite the fact that you might have brand new people across the board, that those guys could be difference makers and could get the most out of these guys that we've, been kind of disappointed with this year you are 100 right my man you are spot on um but i can say it is fun to look ahead and and to think about you know what could happen in the future i mean especially just so much football to watch and enjoy but i don't got to worry about my sundays so much i get to enjoy the games and and watch back in peace but especially with jacoby uh, making them exciting after you've, you've kind of turned away into something else but Either way, neither here nor there. But, folks, make sure you all tune in with us on all your very favorite uh, listening platforms. Tune in Radio Sirius XM. Watch Stadium. You can even catch us on the game plan with Reach TV in your nearest airport or hotel right uh, on the screens. So check us out over there. And get a, get at us on Twitter, IG, TikTok. Yeah, we want to commanders. Hear, we want to hear your thoughts. Uh, I know this is just two guys talking, but you guys have good points too. As as much as Twitter can get out of hand, but there are some good <laughs> points on there. But yeah, we appreciate you following along, listening, chatting with us all season long, and it continues not just not just these next two weeks, but into the off season. As we've talked about, it's exciting times. Uh, potentially a new head coach coming our way, new GM, all that stuff will be here for every part of it. And you can bet on it at betonline.ag using our code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Get that welcome bonus, folks. Brian Murphy, I'm Anthony Armstrong, the original one, three. Y'all be good. All right, stay safe. Hey, New Year is coming soon, uh, and the Commanders host the 49ers on Sunday. We'll catch you up with a San Francisco pod on the next one. We'll see you guys uh, on the next one. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.